Welcome to episode 113 of Chasing Simple. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, and I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. I'm joined by DeSola Davis. DeSola is a speaker, trainer, and customer journey designer who helps online business owners and service providers nail their product message, convert qualified leads, and fill their business with the best, most profitable clients who are primed to repeatedly invest in working with them. With over 10 years of high-level corporate and coaching experience, her joy is to help anonymous geniuses become recognized thought leaders who support their customers from transaction to transformation. I first learned about Dazola inside of a course that I'm part of. She had a workshop inside of said course all about the customer journey, and I have never taken so many notes inside of any other workshop ever. I mean, everything that she said just set off so many light bulbs for me, and I immediately knew that I had to have her on the podcast because you need to get to know her. So today I am really excited to share this conversation with you because DeSola is dropping incredible knowledge about how you can intentionally create a customer journey in your business. Trust me, you're going to want to grab a pen and paper for this one. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is, and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey friend, sorry to interrupt your listening, but I've got something really exciting to tell you and I know that you're going to want to hear about this. So I've done something a little crazy and I've opened up the first lesson inside of club content batching to the public for free. That's right. You can get a look inside of the club content batching membership hub and take the very first lesson inside completely free. All you have to do is head over to amandawarfield.com forward slash basics to get your login details. The first lesson covers the basic premises of content marketing that I want all of my students to know before they begin bashing. You'll reframe how you think about content marketing. You'll learn exactly how long you should be spending on creating content. And you'll uncover the two most important things that all of your content needs in order to grow your business. So if you've been curious about what the inside of club content batching looks like, and you want to take that first lesson all about the basic premises of content marketing, be sure to head on over to amandawarfield.com forward slash basics to get inside completely free today. 
Again, that's amandawarfield.com forward slash basics. Now let's head on back to your episode. Zola, I am so excited. I know that we connected a long, long, long time ago before we've even started this interview because I discovered you, gosh, it must've been last summer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was like July of last year. And I was like, I need to have her on the podcast. So I'm so excited that you're here. I'm very, excited very to be well. here. Oh, can goodness. You t- <laughs> can you tell everyone who you are and what you do and who it is that you serve? Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I am a customer journey designer for, I call them lovingly anonymous geniuses, people who know that they have something to share with people. You have transformation in your hands and you've probably said something to the effect of if people would just pay attention to me, all of their problems would be solved in this category. You have a really great proprietary product that's been tested and proven maybe once or twice, but for some reason you've, you're having some issue with like breaking into your industry and getting people to really notice and understand why your product is so transformational. And so what I do is I help them move from anonymity to authority and start serving their dream clients and making predictable income so that they can expand their impact in their business. I love it. All all of that is just phenomenal. So it's me up. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, when I found Zola, I was going through the Summit in a Box program, which I can link to in the show notes if you're curious about that. I'm sure most hashtag Krista Miller is literally a genius. Can we just say that? Could not have run my summit without it. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Just having the step by step of what to do. Game changer. It's a game changer. And as this airs, I will have run my second summit. So most of you are probably like, I mean, I'm tired of hearing you talk about the summit. (laughs) But all of this to say, that program inside of that, Dezola had a workshop all about the customer journey for summit viewers, the people who are summit attendees. It's probably a better word there. And it blew my mind. So today we're going to talk about the customer journey. And traditionally, when we see people talk about the customer journey, and I say we, but I, me specifically, when I've seen people talk about the customer journey, and I'm assuming most of the rest of everyone that's listening, people are discussing it like it's getting people into their audience and and then it's moving them towards a sale. Yes. And occasionally I see people talk about surprise and delight after the sale happens, aka a gift, going above and beyond, things like that. But you actually teach about the customer journey in a very completely different way. Could you just share a little bit about that and just go ahead and blow everyone's mind with that, what the customer (laughs) journey actually is, because that whole thing is false. (laughs) It it really is false. And I'm going to actually start with the story because being a customer journey designer is not popular, can we say, right? It's not a popular thing that you hear people do. It's not flashy, right? Like I can't help you grow your, I probably could, right? If you, if you followed my steps, you'd probably grow your Instagram follower, followership to 10K, 100K, whatever you're looking for. Or, and I know, because it's been proven that you will make a lot of money doing something you absolutely love with people who absolutely love you. But the reason I became a customer journey designer to even begin with is because I was a customer without a journey. 
I was so confused by, especially in the online and digital space. So my online creators, online coaches, consultants, listen in. You've probably been, and I tell people this all the time, no one wakes up and goes, golly gee, I hope somebody puts me in their sales funnel today. I want to be in a funnel. Like, no, I'm not popcorn. I'm not a funnel cake, nor am I a cookie. So this, these cookie cutter strategies that people had really like imbibed and learned and started teaching back to other people where like exactly what you said, customer journey, it's getting people to a sale do everything you need to do, be their friend, hold their hand, all the things to get them to the sale because the sale is the success point. The sale is the finish line. And my fight is letting people know that is absolutely not the case. A customer journey starts when I, as a customer, identify the fact that I have a problem and it doesn't end until that problem is solved, which means it requires some action on your end, even after I have trusted you with one of the most valuable resources to me, which is my money, as well as the most valuable resource I have, which is my time. You have said you're going to deliver transformation to me. Therefore, I'm still here waiting on this transformation after I've done my part. You still need to do your part. The other thing you've probably heard about with customer journeys or when people, other people have mentioned customer journeys, it's usually a module. It's usually part of module zero, the introduction, right? It's usually one Instagram post or a Facebook post here or there. It's probably a couple of sentences in an email, but it's definitely not the whole thing. And what I'm here to tell you is if you can master your customer journey, if you can master your dream customer journey, it's going to make every other thing that you do in your business so much easier. And so I'm going to walk you through the entire process. It's my proprietary framework, Strangers to Fans. I encourage you every time I talk about this, I encourage you to get a pen and a paper. You will not, you will not regret this, right? So I'm going to give you about two seconds to get that pen and paper. Get it now. One, and two. I just I want to here pause here while they're grabbing their pen and paper, pen actually, and paper. because I want to point out the underlying thing here is the relationships and friends. If you're paying attention to anything I'm saying, you know that the whole point of batching your content is so that you can show up consistently so you can build relationships with your audience. Everything we do around here is not about mega growth. It's about building relationships so that your people trust you. So they know you. So they like you. Anyways, I'm, now you've grabbed your paper and now I just you've grabbed your kind of paper. I love that. And We're you're ready. absolutely right. And, and what I'll tag on to what you're, what you just said is in building a customer journey, what I share with my clients is You don't necessarily need somebody to tell you to get better at what you're doing. I do it all the time. Get better at what you're best at. But sometimes it's important to remember to master who it is you want to serve. That's actually probably more important than what you're doing. Why? Because when you're an expert, you assume that what you find valuable is what other people find valuable about what you do. And that's not the case. If you're going to sell your offer, it needs to make sense from a value perspective why that person should invest, why they should stop and listen, why your content matters, and what you should be saying in order to build that relationship. Exactly what you said, building that relationship so that they trust you, they like you, and they know you. And here with the customer journey framework I'm about to share with you, it's going to give you a better understanding of what to say to people at each stage. So I have delayed this process long enough. You should have a pen and paper. Let's get started. 
the name of the framework is strangers to fans. So we're starting from strangers. It's not hard. Starting from strangers, we're ending at fans. The first stage of the customer journey is the stranger stage. If you've never seen me out there on the internet streets, if this is the first time you're hearing my voice, if this is the first time that you're hearing my name, we are strangers to each other. Like I said, see, not hard. We are strangers to each other. At this point, you're trying to figure out whether you like me, whether you want to continue listening to this podcast, whether you want to keep breathing the same air I'm breathing, whether you want to get to know me or even learn about this customer journey thing, whether it's not your jam. So the question that I want to answer at, as a stranger is, do I even care? Do I like this person? Do I want to keep listening? What happens is once they say, you know what? You sound intelligent. You sound fun. Let me see if I can find a way to follow you or hear more about you all on these internet streets. So I make a decision to maybe listen to the Journey to Fans podcast, which is my podcast. You may make a decision to find me on Instagram at DeSola Davis, or you decide to join my newsletter by downloading my freebie, which is all about finding your next lead in seven days. You're just like, I just want to learn more right? You move into what's called the audience. And so this is where a lot of people get this wrong because you think that everybody who listens to your podcast, join your email list or tags follow on Instagram is a lead and they're not, they're in your audience. And let me tell you what an audience member is. If you can think about a farmer's market, open air farmer's market, when you're walking around and looking from booth to booth, something catches your eye and you go, oh, that's cute. You walk into the booth, you pick up a tchotchke, you put it down. You pick up the next tchotchke, you put it down. You are not beholden to learn more about the little tchotchkes. You just think they're cute. And it's it lasts about maybe two to three minutes before you move on to the next booth. They are not as committed to understanding how you can solve their problem yet. They're still at that do I, do I trust you stage? Like, do I like you? So the first thing with strangers is, do I care? Do I care to want to get to know even more? As an audience member, it's, do I like this person? Does this person share values with me that makes me want to continue to get their emails, makes me want to continue to listen to their podcast, makes me want to continue to see their Instagram posts or Facebook posts or what have you. Then when that problem becomes a priority, remember I said the customer journey starts when the problem is identified. When the problem becomes a priority, they're going to start looking for what's called options. I'm looking for somebody to help me with content batching. I'm looking for somebody to make this marketing thing a lot simpler than what's happening here. I do not work for Instagram. They pay me not a dime to spend all these 10 hours on this platform. You mean to tell me this can be simple and I can, even if I don't enjoy it, it can actually work for me and work for my business. What are you saying to me? So now I've narrowed down my search to maybe three to five max options. I become what's called a prospect, right? So we started as stranger. Do I care? We moved to audience. Do I like you? We are now moving to prospect. Do I trust you? Can you actually solve my problem? So different from your audience where maybe I'll listen to your podcast when it comes out this week. Maybe I'll wait a month and come back and listen to your podcast. Maybe I open one out of the four emails you send a month. Maybe I didn't get on Instagram and I missed two weeks of your Instagram content. That's your audience. Your prospect is listening to 
every single word you're saying. They're looking for testimonials from other people. They are reading every word on your email. They are responding to your emails. They are sending you DMs with questions. They are asking questions about how they can incorporate your method into what they're doing now. They're just testing out scenarios as to whether they can trust you with the transformation. These are the most underestimated parts of your customer journey. Why? Because you're so concerned with getting to the sale that you're missing the information that you're getting from your prospect. Meaning, what are they saying to you? What's important to them? Remember what I said at the beginning, right? We as experts think that we know what the most important part of our process is. If you told me when I started my journey as a customer journey designer, what is the most important process? I would have told you it was designing the whole customer journey for someone and being able to say, ta-da, here's what a stranger looks like. Here's what a prospect looks like or audience looks like. Here's what a prospect looks like. Here's what your customer looks like. Here's what the fan looks like. Go with God. Have a great time. I would have said, that's the thing. And it's not. For me, it's helping somebody identify exactly who they serve because it ties everything else together so much better. So I'm jumping ahead, but I just want to put that plug in there is your prospects will teach you what's actually valuable in your process, which is why it's so important to understand who that is. So told you pen and paper. If you didn't get one, I bet you regret it now. So there's still time because now now I'm stalling. Go get your pen and paper. I'm going to recap. Stranger, do I care? Audience, do I like you? Prospect, do I trust you? Customer, can I do this with your help? Because at the prospect stage, I don't know if I can do it. I don't have the answer. Once I decide, you know what? You get the rose. You're, You're the one. Will you marry me? Let's get together and let's solve this problem. Now I have access to the answer. Now I believe I can do it. But the question is, how can you help me actually get over the finish line? Remember, that's why I said the customer journey doesn't end because somebody gave you money. You have to affirm that success with transformation. And that's what you do with your customer. The other thing that a lot of entrepreneurs get wrong is when that transformation is actually done, they go, congrats, have a great life. Let me go find new people to serve. And that, again, second to prospects, your customers, especially the ones that achieve the transformation, are the second most important part of your customer journey. Why? Because people like things that feel good. You know what feels good? Solving a problem. And so they're going to want other opportunities to work with you because now their brains have told them at the prospect stage, I can trust you. And when I trusted you, I've decided to become a customer and that was a good decision. At the customer stage, I solved a problem and you were able to help me. You gave me the resources. You made me think differently. And now my brain's like, that's a really good thing. What else can we do together? Because I never want this to stop. And so that's why even when you're a member of the content marketing club, you may say, you know what, I want to, I want to sit knee to knee with you. Can I work with you one-on-one and we can create a strategy? It's not because you couldn't theoretically get there, but you know you'll be able to get there faster because you already trust this person. And so you move from customer to fan who is invested in making sure that your business doesn't go under, invested in making sure that they can evangelize 
you and your process to other people. And those are the people who have the transformational testimonials that your new prospects are going to see. Those are the people that are going to help you with sharing the message and repurposing all of that content that you created and batched. That's just free marketing. Anytime that problem comes up, you're the name that's going to pop up for them. And they're going to be able to share in the same words that you use to share exactly how you help them because they have firsthand proof of it. And guess what really resonates, especially in this world, especially post the P word, it's authenticity, right? It's authenticity and it's real stories. Nobody wants the perfect Instagram thing anymore. They want to know who exactly you helped, what were they like, because especially at that prospect stage, which is the most important part, they're trying to figure out how it's not going to work for them. And so if you have enough stories where it's like, no, this is going to work for you. And I'm not the only person saying it. My fans are saying it. And they're also sharing with you how they can start teaching you themselves because they know the process so well. And so now you've gotten from stranger, do I even care to a fan who is just like, what else can we do together? How can I keep sharing things with, with my people? How can I keep sharing things with people who need this? Because it's the right thing to do right? So stranger, audience, prospect, customer, fan. And you're going to talk to all of those people very differently, right? Stranger, I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to make jokes. I'm trying to show my personality so that you can make a decision as to whether or not you want to learn more about me. Audience, I'm going to keep putting out content, which is where Amanda comes in. I'm going to keep putting out content so that you see my values and you see that I'm somebody that you can get to know a little bit better. In addition, while I'm creating content, I'm putting in strategic pieces so that the prospects that are ready to solve the problem understand that I can be trusted. I have proof. I have testimonials. I have quick wins that they can get so that they can see that the process actually can work for them. I'm also unafraid of asking them to take that next step, to join that conversation with me, to jump on a call, to come to the webinar, to do the challenge, to take that next step. Because I know at this point, I'm talking to prospects. I don't want my audience to come do a challenge. Those are the people that are going to show up on day one and not come back ever because this problem is not a priority. But I know when I'm putting that invite out, I'm only talking to my prospects. And so when my prospects show up, I know exactly what to say to them so that they can trust me to become a client. When they become a client, I know inside of my program or inside of my service exactly how to affirm when they've gotten to the transformation. Because they're not going to know because that's what you're there for. I know exactly how to affirm when they get to the transformation. And when they get there, I know exactly how they can help continue to spread the message to people who are exactly like them. And I know exactly how to continue that relationship. And I love that you brought that up. I know exactly how to continue that relationship so that more of them show up in my orbit without doing all of this work. So thank you for coming to my class. I have absolutely nothing to say. I mean, that was just, that was perfection. If you guys didn't get all that, rewind, listen again. It's um, an onslaught. <laughs> yeah, half speed. Wow. I mean, I, again, I've taken one of your workshops and took a lot of notes. Yeah. And I feel like you just changed my life all over again. Yeah. Okay. So let's say 
everyone who's listening, they've listened a couple of times now that this is cemented in their Same mind. Here. It's yes. good. They are on board with the fact that the customer journey is not what they used to think it was, that it is a lifelong process essentially. And yes. they're ready to start mapping out their customer journey. What would be the one starting action step you would give them to start doing that? I have two answers to this because of who I'm trying to talk to. The first person I want to talk to is someone who you, maybe you haven't gotten any sales yet. You know that you have a framework, you know, you have something that you want to share, but you're not quite clear on who would value it the most. That's where I would start. What I would do is look at your process, whether that's a course or a service, there is a hidden framework in there. If you don't know what that framework is, write it out, right? Literally write all the steps that it takes from the problem to what you define as the solution, write all the steps out and look at your framework and start asking your people questions because as you're creating content, people are flocking to you. Somebody's double tapping on your posts. Somebody is opening up your emails. So you're getting some level of response from somebody. Your job is to figure out who that somebody is. Okay. So now that you know all this, the steps of the customer journey, where you're lacking is that audience to prospect stage. So there's a lot of people who like you. Doesn't look like there's a lot of people that, that trust you that are raising their hands and saying, I think I'm on the border of trying to buy something from you. So figure out that audience to prospect stage. Start putting some content around the first few steps of your framework out into the world and asking for feedback on that. What are some quick wins between step one to three that I can present to my audience have them test it out and then respond back to what with whatever questions they have or whatever wins they've had and then be fanatically and radically obsessed with figuring out exactly what who they are what are they struggling with what is their perspective on solving that problem in the industry because it'll unlock some things that you didn't even notice at all like for me I realized that the customer journey was really resonating with a lot of people, but a lot of the people who asked me for help were people who were already having trouble with customers. So what did I do? I created my anonymous to authority program to help them feel more comfortable with having conversations like that. Understanding like, okay, if I'm talking to somebody and they send me a message, they go from audience to prospect immediately because your audience members, like I'm, if I'm just scoping, if I'm just perusing and scanning, I'm not going to honor you with the DM. I'm not even going to honor you with a comment. That's too much work. I can double tap, but if I'm commenting and I'm DMing, it's because I have, I've put intentionality to it. And if you send me an email and I send you one back, I really put a lot of effort into that. And so your job is to identify all those people and get radically obsessed with them, understand their problems and find one problem that you can solve immediately. And I, I guarantee you when people send you messages and things like that, you're going to be like, oh my God, that's step one, solve that problem. That's going to increase trust. And that's going to help you again, build out that customer journey with clients and eventually fans. If you're somebody who already kind of knows who that is, but you're kind of struggling with the, okay, I understand this process. What do I need to do first? It depends on what your goals are. If you're not in the sales process that you, you want, if you're not at that sales threshold, 
you could have even an audience issue. Maybe you, you're really good at pulling your audience and turning them into prospects, or you may have a prospect issue. Again, maybe you're not inviting them enough, but every time you invite them, somebody raises their hands and they're like, you, you read my mail, I'm ready to go. So look at your process and make sure that your prospects, you're doing more of that inviting. How does that this come back into content batching? If you haven't made sales yet, all of your content should be a way of understanding who you are serving. You're talking a lot about maybe steps, again, steps one to three. And I would say three max, really drilling in on steps one and two would be great, but then also asking for feedback. Don't be afraid to ask them to take a step. Look at the type of feedback that you're getting. Look at the types of questions that you're getting now that you know what content you're putting out. If you have sales, but they're not quite where you think they should be, invite people more. Do more invitations. If your audience isn't where it needs to be, then you need to start taking steps to grow your audience. So when you're batching your content, you know this content I'm batching for growth, this content I'm batching to invite people over to take that next step with me. And measure everything. Don't make decisions based on your feelings. Make your decisions based on feedback. And that's figures. Who's responding to your messages? Who's commenting on your posts, who's coming when you invite them. When I say invite, that's taking an an action. Book a call, come to the webinar and actually attend. All of those things. Who's taking those steps? And are you meeting your numbers when it comes to what your sales goals are? The beauty of business, even though it's such an art and you do have to market and you do have to build relationship, it's also a science. And so if you are fanatical about your numbers as well, as you're building that rapport, you'll know immediately when you look at your customer journey, exactly what you need to tweak to get the results you're looking for. Which is why, again, when you have the whole thing up, you can look and you can say, all right, maybe I don't have enough strangers coming to an audience. Maybe I don't have enough audience members becoming prospects. Maybe not a lot of my prospects are becoming clients Or maybe I'm dropping the ball at the client stage where I could get really great stories from my fans. That's feedback. That's not feelings. That's not nobody wants my product or nobody wants to work with me. I don't know anyone and I don't have any leads. So I'm just going to shut down. I'm going to do something else. Use that feedback to build a business that you love serving exactly who you were called to serve. Okay. So let's say that you just converted everyone from stranger to prospect with this. Yeah this episode and they're like, all right, I'm, how do I work with her? Where, where should we send them? Please. First of all, I have a really great download called get your next lead in seven days. Essentially, that's going to pull you into my prospects list pretty quickly. From there, I take really good care of my prospects. Because like I said, if there's nothing else you get from this conversation, they are the most important part of your customer journey because they teach you exactly who values your product and exactly what part of the product they value. So I'm sure links will be in the show show notes, notes, but definitely download. If you just want to hear a little bit more, if you're like, I'm not a prospect yet, but I'm an audience, come find me at Journey to Fans. It's my podcast, or I'm always on Instagram sharing value and just trying to get you to think differently about this wonderful business that you're trying to build. So 
please send me a DM though. And, and I won't take it as a prospect. Don't worry about it. I'm not trying to sell, sell you anything. Trust me. If, if there's a way I can serve you, you'll find me, but send me a DM and let me know where you heard me on. I'd love to hear a little bit about your takeaways and what you're doing with what you've learned. So it's one thing to hear, but it's another thing to do. And I, and if you're listening and I, I know that you know the difference and I can't wait to hear what you did with what you heard. Yes. Take action. We put action steps into every episode for a reason so that you can listen, but also get that first step so that it's not quite so overwhelming. So take that first action step. Okay. We end every episode around here with a book recommendation and I'm going to hand the mic over to you. What is one book that you would recommend that everyone reads? It can be business or not. If you want to, if nonfiction, fiction, whatever is welcome here. I really loved the book Soundtracks by John Acuff. I read that last year and it's all about, especially if you're a high achiever like me, it's all about the soundtracks that you play in your mind and you imbibe that no one, no one actually told you. They, it's just something that you just think, you know, I'll I'll use myself as an example. If it's not hard, then it's not worthy. If it's, if this process isn't hard, then obviously I'm doing something wrong. It can't possibly be this simple. And what I've learned over time is because I'm used to achievement, I'm used to going for the hardest things and overcoming it and then moving on to the next hard. And so I know you love this because hello, we're chasing simple, understanding that it can be simple and it can be worthy and it can be impactful has been really transformational for me. So that's what I would say. If you, if you have a soundtrack, if you already know, if you have tape that's playing in your mind, download, buy, rent, get soundtracks by John Acuff. You will not regret it. I'm going to have to go find this right now. So good. Sounds so good. So good. Desola, thank you so much for for being here today. I, I am just blown away by how wonderful you are and just how, yeah, all of it. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you took the time to be here and came and served us all so well today. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.